This is MMA Torch editor Jamie Pennick, and this is the Torch Daily News Brief for Monday, March 29th, 2010. Um, got a couple of major news stories uh, uh, today. We'll start with UFC 115 uh, is, is no longer going to be coming to uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, according to a, a report from the Canadian Press uh, earlier this morning. Um, the, the report states that a source told them that it, the event had been called off. It was issues with insurance and more that the UFC was dealing with. Uh, the Vancouver City Council voted to give a two-year trial period to the sport in December, um, but with that trial period, uh, it requires promoters to ensure that the city cannot be held liable for damages from any event held in the city. So a large amount of insurance is uh, necessary for an event the size that the UFC would be bringing to the city. So um, that seems to be the major issue here, uh, and, and the report states that they're looking at Cincinnati as a, a possible new home for the event, which is supposed to be coming June 12th. Um, if that is the case, it's a strong hint that Rich Franklin will be part of this card. Uh, he's been rumored for fights with both uh, Chuck Liddell and Randy Couture. Liddell on Monday uh, in a conference call for the Ultimate Fighter 11, which begins on Wednesday, said he's ex- still expecting to face uh, Tito Ortiz, despite reports to the contrary that uh, have stated he's going to be fighting Rich Franklin. And, uh, I-, I mean, there's still a lot of confusion going on about that because um, Dana White came out publicly and said, that's not true, we're doing uh, Franklin Couture, not Franklin Liddell. Um, but then also kind of backtracked on it and said there's things that I have to say because uh, I can't always tip my hand. And so it's, it's promoter speak from Dana, and you've got to take it for what it's worth. Um, but that fight may or may not be uh, Liddell Ortiz for the main event there. It, it, Chuck Liddell is, is a part of it. That's all we know for sure. Um, and as far as Liddell knows, he's fighting Ortiz because uh, that's, that's all the talk uh, was about that. Um, uh, a, another event before that, uh, coming May 15th, the uh, Brett Rogers uh, Alistair Overeem fight for Strike Force on May 15th in St. Louis. Uh, it's Strike Force St. Louis Heavy Artillery. Uh, that fight will officially be for the Strike Force Heavyweight title. Um, the organization confirmed that to MMA Junkie this morning and. Uh, Rogers, despite losing to Fedor Emelianenko the last time out, will get a shot at uh, the Strike Force Heavyweight Championship. This is what they needed to do. Plain and simple, it would have looked really bad if Rogers came into this fight and beat Alistair Overeem in a non-title fight. And uh, Rogers is very much capable of winning this fight. Plain and simple. So, um, the fact that they took so long to uh, to make a decision on this. I mean, they came to the right one, but they should have just had it this way uh, from the get-go if they were in this fight together, um, because their title means very little as it is, and, and they hadn't stripped Alistair despite the fact that he hasn't defended it, uh, the belt since he won it in 2007. Um, so uh, they would have been making the belt seem even less important than um, it already is. So it's good that they came to this decision and that this fight will be for the title. Um, but, ag- again, it, it's it, it's one of those where 
they they didn't, needed to do it. It's the match that makes sense, and uh, the, the title just it's there. But um, if if Rogers wins this fight now, it sets up a rematch with Fedor. Um, once Fedor gets past Fabricio Verdum, and uh, uh, that would be the, the third and possibly final fight under the the Strike Force M1 banner for uh, Fedor if that takes place. Uh, another news update for UFC 116, which will we now know will feature Shane Carwin and Brock Lesnar in the night's main event. Um, Christoph Sashinsky will. Um, face off with Stefan Bonner for a second time in a rematch of their UFC 110 bout. Um, it's a fight that Kristoff was winning through two rounds um, until the first minute of the, of the third round. The accidental headbutt between the two opened up a really nasty cut on Bonner and forced the stoppage of the fight. Bonner tried to get the fight overturned, but the uh, uh, the Combat Sports Authority of New South Wales the uh, regulating body of the event there in Sydney, Australia, um, refused to really get involved with it. They uh, stated that they did not wish to interfere with the decision the the referee made in that fight, so um, Bonner didn't really have much of a chance at having that overturned, and so he'll get his match, and he's, he's now on three losses in his last five fights, and despite Dana White's assurance that Bonner's a, a lifer in the UFC because of his fight with Forrest Griffin uh, at the Ultimate Fighter Season 1 finale. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a hard position to justify if he can't start putting some wins together. And the way that fight was going with Sashinsky, he's going to need to employ a very different game plan, or he's going to be in a lot of trouble um, very early in that fight. Uh, other news out of uh, Saturday's event, Cain Velasquez will be the next in line for a heavyweight title shot, and Dana White says he will likely um, wait it out. He will likely just hold on until uh, Lesnar and Carwin fight and then wait for the winner of that uh, to be prepared and ready for a fight. Um, Junior Dos Santos, on the other hand, will uh, not be waiting around. He is likely next in line after Cain Velasquez for a heavyweight title shot, but he'll get at least one more fight uh, in the octagon before that takes place, possibly two, depending on the timing of the matter. Uh, I think Dos Santos against Frank Mir, something that we talked about um, on the live cast on Sunday, our Sunday conversation with uh, me and Matt Pelkey um, on blogtalkradio.com slash MMATorch, which you can listen to right now, by the way, uh, including a 25-minute interview that uh, the two of us did with Uriah Faber on the show. Uh, the California kid was nice enough to call in and um, spend some time with us on, on, on that show talking about uh, UFC 111 and his uh, upcoming fight with uh, Jose Aldo next month uh, in the WEC's first pay-per-view. So um, I'll have more on that tomorrow uh, with some uh, comments out of that interview. And uh, But the the whole thing is there to listen to right now. It's at about the... Uh, it's just past the, the one-hour arc of the show. It's a two-hour show, and uh, he called in near the top of the second hour, so um, definitely worth checking out. It was a fun interview, and it was good to talk to him. But back to um, this fight we talked about, uh, Dos Santos possibly facing off against Mir, depending on when Mir can come back after the, the beating he took at the hands of uh, Shane Carwin. And, um, that's a fight that I think would be very beneficial for Dos Santos, because the only other one I can see 
is the only name right now that makes sense for him at heavyweight if he's going to be taking a fight um, might be Antonio Rodrigo Noguera, which is one of his trainers, so that's a fight that's not going to take place. Um, but Noguera could also face off against Mir, so uh, I'll be interested to see what the UFC does with Dos Santos because, I mean, he'll need at least one more fight in between because there's no point in keeping him out for a year to a year and a half to let uh, two full kids get in for the heavyweight division when Lesnar's just making his first uh, appearance in a year after battling his diverticulitis. Um, but speaking of Brock Lesnar, um, he was quoted in a story by Kevin Ioli at Yahoo Sports that uh, you know he thought Shane was going to win the fight on Saturday. Uh, he said he knew, knew every, anything could happen in the sport, and he wasn't. Um, he didn't want to count any chickens before they hatched, but uh, he said Frank's time is done. It's the new evolution of the heavyweight division. Brock Lesnar, Shane Carwin, Cain Velasquez, Junior Dos Santos, we're the guys in this division. Um, and, and you know what? He's right. And, and this solidifies even further that um, Fedor needs to come to the UFC to establish the fact that uh, you know, if he is the number one heavyweight, he's got to be fighting the Cain Velasquez's, Junior Dos Santos, and Shane Carwin's of the world because the old guard is fallen by the wayside. Frank Mir has been beaten twice by uh, Lesnar and, and Carwin now. Uh, Noguera has been beaten twice in the last year by Cain uh, Velasquez and Frank Mir. Um, not only beaten, but knocked out. Gabriel Gonzaga got taken out. Uh, Mirko Krokop is not the fighter he once was. Um, and, you know, Andre Arlovsky is not the fighter he once was. Uh, any of the guys that Fedor is going to be fighting in Strike Force are not at the level of uh, where Cain Velasquez, Junior Dos Santos, Shane Carwin, Brock Lesnar, where these four guys are right now. Um, no one Fedor is going to fight uh, outside of the UFC is on their level. Um, and I don't think that any of the guys that Fedor will fight or has fought right now, and with, I mean, with the exception of Brett Rogers in another year, maybe, I mean, he, he's, he's got some skills to get back up there, and, and uh, he's got the hands to uh, to contend with a couple of these guys. But uh, with the exception of that, I mean, Verdum, he's been beat by Dos Santos. I, I think he'd probably get beat by Cain Velasquez and by Shane Carwin and Brock Lesnar for sure. Um, Alistair Overeem, I don't know that he'd uh, be able to handle some of the wrestlers and some of the speed that's in the UFC. Um you know, uh, and Bigfoot Silva uh, is another one. In, there's just no name that you can name that Fedor is going to be fighting that's not in the UFC that really you you put into the, the same level of competition these guys are, are, are showing right now and where these guys are getting to. So um, it's one of those things where, it, you know, you, we need to see Fedor in the UFC, plain and simple. Um and I, I don't know that he's going to have a whole lot of success if he gets here, and maybe that's one of the issues. Uh, finally, another quote today um, during the uh, uh, Tough 11 conference call. More support in favor of Jake Shields coming to the UFC after fighting Dan Henderson next month. Uh, this coming from Chuck Liddell, who uh, Shields served as an assistant coach to for the Ultimate Fighter 11. Um, 
Liddell said today, I, I hope he comes over to UFC. It'd be great. Uh, he needs to come back to his weight class, come back to the UFC, and make a run at there. Uh, and said, you know, he's one of the guys I used to train. He's come a long way, and he's done some interesting stuff. And uh, he said it's gotten to the point with uh, some of his things that even Liddell is, is taking notes from him. So um, Shields is a fighter that people want to see fight the best the welterweight division has to offer because that's his natural weight. Um, you know, that's that's just it, it is, and we want to see Shields against a. Uh, uh, 170 pounders because it would make it would shake things up a bit in the welterweight division and would make for a lot of exciting fights that um, he hasn't had. So um, that's that's what we've got. So that's what I've got for today. Um, it's a, a late night one here, and uh, thanks for listening in and um, checking it out as always. Be sure to go ahead and uh, check out yesterday's uh, two-hour live cast on blogtalkradio.com slash torch or also on iTunes. We have a, a podcast for that in iTunes. So um, check that out, and uh, thanks for listening once again. This is Jamie Panic signing off.